Chapter 13, Opera Sirius stumbles backwards from the wall, eyes still locked on his jacket, still not understanding, but Lily is speaking again, so he forcefully turns his attention away from it. Remus is watching him surreptitiously, but Sirius does his best to ignore it, moving around the room, feeling as though if he holds still even for a moment, he'll disappear to nothing, his mind frantic and jumbled, head aching again. I left that part out when we initially set this up because we, well, we don't know when he's coming back, or if he is at all. Lily's words hang in the air with a heavy, suffocating sort of weight. James is still stonily silent beside her on the sofa, and she reaches out to squeeze his hand in a comforting gesture. Where did he go? questions Remus in bemusement. Didn't he tell you? Silence hangs around them until James says quietly. He didn't go anywhere. Remus frowns, seeming to teeter for a few seconds like he isn't certain how best to push forward, James's expression hard and shadowed, filled with a sort of grief and blame that Sirius isn't sure if Remus can see, but Sirius can better than almost anything else. Lily squeezes his hand again, pulling it gently into her lap, looking forlorn herself. I'm sorry, apologizes Remus. I don't understand. James bows his head, scrubbing over his face roughly with his free hand, seeming to struggle for an answer, but Lily responds for him. Sirius isn't gone, not in the traditional sense. He's not traveling, he didn't move, but he can't stay at his flat right now, and we're not sure if he'll ever be able to again, she says in an attempted explanation, but it only appears to confuse Remus further, something Sirius understands, because it makes no sense to him either. Lily draws in a deep breath, as though steadying herself, before she knocks Sirius backwards with her next words. He's in St. Mungo's, Remus, in a long-term ward, because they didn't know where else to put him. The healers don't know what's wrong with him, and there's not much they can do. What? hisses out Sirius, staring at his two friends. Remus's eyes flicker to him warily. But he, he's alive, asks the other man. James snorts, a harsh sound in the stifled quiet of the room. Barely, he scoffs, sounding dejected and so tired it makes Sirius's bones ache in sympathy. He's alive but he's not there. They can't get a response from him, no matter what they do. It's like he's given up, fallen asleep and decided not to wake up again. It's been months. James's voice dies off in a weak whisper, like something's fading from him, and Sirius wants nothing more than to reach out and touch him, let his friend know he's not gone, hasn't given up, that he's still right here with them. James clears his throat. That's where we were when you owled. Hopping around the world, talking to people, searching for answers. I just need answers so I can help him. You have no idea what happened to him. There must have been, I don't know. Signs of something. How can no one know anything? James releases a heavy sigh. No, he mutters, leaning backwards into the sofa cushions, like his body is giving out on him. And we have no idea. His fingers slip through his hair, a nervous, years-old habit that Sirius has seen too many times to count. We went out to a pub a few months ago, the two of us and another mate. Our mate left a couple of hours in because he had worked the next morning, but Sirius and I stayed for a long time after that. It was just a regular night. 
We had fun, joked around, played with one of those muggle music boxes with all the lights. Sirius kept playing the same song over and over again until people were complaining, but he never stopped until the bartender made him. It got late. Sirius still wanted to stay, wasn't finished yet, but I was tired. I wanted to come back to Lily and Harry. Fuck, I knew I shouldn't have left him there, says James grievously, face scrunching up with regret and blame. He was singing bloody opera. I knew he was too pissed to see straight, but I still left, went home. The next day, when he didn't show up at ours looking for food like he usually did, I went to check on him, and he was, serious was. James breaks off, sounding a little choked. He pulls both of his hands to his face, the heels of his palms pressing against his eyes. Lily reaches over, fingers slipping around the back of his neck soothingly, her expression just as dogged as James's. Sirius was in his flat, she picks up when it becomes clear James isn't going to speak again. Nothing was wrong, nothing was disturbed, but he was on the floor beside his sofa, unconscious, unresponsive. We tried everything. James thought he'd just passed out once he got there, but it didn't take long to figure out that wasn't the problem. We got him to Mungo's but he never woke up. They've done everything they can think of, scoured texts, contacted other healers around the world. No one has any ideas on what's wrong with him. Sirius's head is spinning, still throbbing, blood rushing through his ears in a loud roar. It drowns out the voices of the others, though they still filter through enough for him to catch pieces. Was he attacked? Did anyone see anything? People at the pub or his neighbors, fires off Remus quickly, leaning forward in his chair, balancing on the edge. If Lily or James think there's anything strange in his reaction to their story, they don't comment on it. The bloke tending the bar was still there when Sirius left for the night, replies James. He said he was alone when he walked out the door. It was late. None of his neighbors were around when he came home. No one knows anything. He left, he came home, and somewhere between that and me finding him, something happened, but we don't know what or how to fix it. Remus begins to speak again, but Sirius isn't paying attention anymore. This can't be happening, he mumbles and then he's streaking from the room, throwing the front door open. He hears James and Lily make a startled sound, hears Remus say something about the wind and then offer out a few half-formed excuses and another thanks before he's following after Sirius, catching the door before it closes again.